Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Project Shadow. My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, And I've been editing. So if I sound a bit fried, it's because I've been editing. Oh, I'm over halfway. I'm over halfway. I'm over halfway. Been over halfway for a little bit, but I'm not to another milestone that I can hold on to. So... Oh, soon, soon it shall be done and I'll be able to write again and my brain will be freer and I will be even more burnt out because <laughs> that's how it go. So today I would like to talk to you about the new DC animated film Reign of the Supermen. And as usual, I'm going to talk about this film without spoilers at first, and then I will give you a spoiler warning for when I'm going into spoiler territory. I... <sighs> The animated movies that D DC makes, for the most part, I don't understand why they're as entertaining as they are when they can't do a live-action movie to save their lives. I really don't understand this dynamic that they've got going on. And there's part of me that wants to say that that's because, like Marvel, the animated movies are pu pulling from the rich tradition of comics to find stories to tell. And because of that, they ha are working with better material. That's not something I can say for this film. Because while, yes, Reign of the Supermen was a an event that happened in the comics following the Death of Superman arc, I didn't like the comic arc. And one of the reasons why I called this episode the reboot of the Superman is one of the things that they've been doing is revitalizing these stories and augmenting them to take away some of the more annoying or troublesome aspects of the original stories. And so while, yes, I can clearly see how this story arose from that plot arc, unlike the Marvel stories where you just feel like they're taking that as inspiration. They hit most of the plot points from the original story. And that's something that the Marvel movies generally don't do. They just kind of take inspiration from the original story and do their own thing. But the plot points that they changed really fixes a lot of the problems that I had with Reign of the Superman when it when it was originally in the comics. Because it's not a very good storyline. So if you're not familiar with what happened, Superman dies. <laughs> I think it's safe to say that because, well, they've done a Doomsday animated movie. They did a weird knockoff Doomsday thing in Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Because, of course they did. Why wouldn't they? And, you know, it, it's been, you know, it's been around enough. I, I feel that people know that it happened. It was a beautiful cover to the comic when it happened. 
And so you can't let the Superman title go away. So the boys at DC, uh, bless them, had this idea that in the gap that opened up, what if a whole bunch of different Supermen showed up? And so basically, the basic conceit of the reign of the Superman, especially as it played out in the comics, was every title that Superman had ever gotten was then embodied in a new character or a different character. So you have the Man of Steel, you have the Man of Tomorrow, you have, you know, you, you get the last son of Krypton. You, you get my, uh, you get the basic idea there. And each one of them claimed to be the real Superman. And in course of the story, the question is, is one of them the real Superman? And if not, why are they here? Where did they come from? And that's the basic gist of the original story. And that remains in the film. And for the most part, with one, with a couple exceptions that I will get to in spoilers, I'm not going to be talking about the comics anymore because I really didn't like the comic book version of the story, though I did really enjoy the movie. Okay. Basic things to know about the movie. Tony Todd is in it. He's amazing. I, Nathan Fillion is in it. He's one of the things we're going to talk about in spoilers. Rebecca Romaine is in it. Rain Wilson does an amazing Lex Luthor, which kind of makes me want him to play Lex Luthor in an actual movie. Jerry O'Connell comes back to play Superman, he, Cyborg Superman, and all that. Um, you know, the voice cast is amazing. I mean, Rosario Dawson is Wonder Woman. I think I already said Rebecca Romaine is Lois Lane. If not, I really should have, because he's ama she's amazing. It, really good voice cast. Very good voice cast. The changes that they made to the original source material makes it better. I don't think you have to be a Superman fan to like this movie, because I'm not the biggest fan of Superman, and I really like this movie. I, I will say that the one thing that it will do is give you great regrets about Black Lightning. Now, I'm not saying that Black Lightning, as far as a television show, is a bad thing, or isn't what they should have done. But, oh my goodness, Cress Williams, who plays Black Lightning in Black Lightning, he plays John Henry Irons in this movie. And I don't know what it would be like if it wasn't animated, because remember, all I'm getting is his voice. I'm not getting to see his, him, you know, in costume or anything, but I enjoyed him so much more as John Henry Irons than I do as Black Lightning, which kind of makes me wish that they had done Steel instead of Black Lightning. Because Steel... Steel, to me, is one of the characters from the original comic series that should really be a lot more prominent than he is. He was one of my favorite things in the comics, and in this movie, I fell in love with him all over again. 
And then when I realized that it was Chris Williams playing him, I, I just had all of this like buyer's remorse. Like, why, why do we have a Black Lightning series instead of a Steel series? Because he does Steel so well. Why isn't he playing Steel over there? It, it, it weird, weird sensations rising up in me. But it makes me happy that that happened, and maybe we can make it a thing, and we'll get a Steel animated series voiced by Cress Williams for DC Universe. Hey, you're looking for content. That's something I would gladly stick around on your app for. I mean, the comics are nice, and thank you for putting up more. That, that's nice. Keep, keep, keep them coming. But, yeah... Yeah, the, the the two breakouts for the me in this movie was Rain Wilson's Lex Luthor. One of, like, in some ways, I almost, and this is a really hard thing to say, but he is to the Joker in this movie kind of what um, Mark Hamill is to the Joker. I think I said that wrong. Rain Williams is to Lex Luthor what Mark Hamill is to the Joker. He embodies the character in such a thorough manner that even though I knew Rain Wilson was in the movie, it took me the majority of the movie to suddenly go, Oh my goodness that he's playing, he's playing Lex Luthor because he's so Lex Luthor and you have to love that. At least if you're me, you have to love that. Luther's storyline was very, Lex Luthor. This is Lois Lane's movie almost as much as it is any other character's. I I I enjoyed the way they decided to tell the story and the things that they changed. If you have not seen any of the animated films, um I would say Green Lantern First Flight might be a better choice to start with. But that's because I'm biased and I really like Green Lantern. And I, they finally made a Hal Jordan that I can stand. Which is one of the things we're going to talk about in the spoilers. Uh, but yeah, this wouldn't be a terrible place to start. Actually, if you wanted to start, they did a Doomsday movie. A Death of Superman movie. I believe it's just called Doomsday. Superman Doomsday. That was pretty good. So if you wanted to do Doomsday right into this, I think that would work really well in some ways. But yeah, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this film, and I can't recommend it enough. Mainly because I think I'm starving right now for good DC content, and I have been debating, that's one of the reasons why I'm kind of belaboring the point, is I'm still debating whether it was really good, or if it was just finally something competent from DC, and that makes it seem like that it's just amazing. I don't know. I did really enjoy it, though. So, take that for what it's worth. Okay, let's go into spoilers. If you do not want to be spoiled for the events of a comic book series that came out, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago, um, then or the movie that just came out, then I guess, you know, check out now, go watch the movie, and then come back and listen to what I gotta say. Um... Okay, I, I'm going to assume that you went if you didn't want to hear spoilers, because the spoilers shall begin. Alright, I've already said that Rain Wilson's 
Lex Luthor was one of my favorite things in this movie. And I can't understate that. Like, I can't overstate that enough. Like, there's no manner, no no number of times I could say that. It would be like, okay, you're belaboring the point. Rain was so good as Lex Luthor. And this Luthor was everything that you want. At least everything that I want in a Lex Luthor. He was cold. He was calculating. He was vicious. He was methodical. He knew what he wanted. He had his eyes set on the prize. And didn't take his... I mean, he he just... He went for it. Some of the main things that they changed from the comics is this is not a Justice League story, whereas I feel the original storyline in a lot of ways was much more of a Justice League type story. For example, there's a major plot point with Green Lantern that is not is given to John Henry and Lois Lane in this story. Events transpire very early in the movie so that the Justice League are basically transported far, far away, and they basically act as the cavalry. They only return when Lex Luthor eventually summons them back. And I'm kind of okay with that. Giving the story over to one John Henry Irons and Lois Lane was probably the best thing they could have done because John Henry Irons is a very underused character in DC and needs to be used better. I love that character so much. Especially the way they used him here, voiced by Cress Williams, which I'm still just... You, you don't have to understand how blown away I was by that because I didn't realize it was him. When The only thing I know him from is Black Lightning. And... He has such a specific delivery pattern in that movie. I mean, in that show and in the way he does things. And I'm looking at his filmography right now. I never watched Heart of Dixie or Hawthorne or Friday Night Lights or Prison Break or Grey's Anatomy or ER. I never watched any. I did watch The West Wing. He was Lester on The West Wing. I don't remember a character named Lester, but he was only in two episodes. And it's been a while since I've watched The West Wing. I'm going to have to look for him next time I go back and watch that. I've been actually thinking about watching that again. I haven't seen, didn't watch Veronica Mars. Yeah, I don't... I have... Yeah. There's a reason why I don't know him from anything else. Oh, he was on Sports Night. He played... He was on one episode of Sports Night. I liked Sports Night. But again, one episode. He was Terrence Williams. Oh, he was Scooter. Oh my goodness. Okay. Wait a minute. Mind blown. He was Scooter on Living Single? Okay, my mind just... That's some connections. He was on 10 episodes. He was Scooter. He was Scooter. Oh my goodness. I hadn't even thought about that. I love Living Single. I had not... Wow, okay. The more you know. And since I've blown my mind, let's go to the commercial break, and uh, we'll be back in a moment. So, here we are, back in the wonderful world where Chris Williams was Scooter on Living Single. How did I not remember that? How did I not recognize him? Well, I guess I gotta watch some more Queen Latifah. Oh, darn. 
Oh darn. Yeah. Oh, he was on one episode. He was he was the Jem Hadar on Deep Space Nine. The very fr Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. I remember that, but he had so much makeup on, I didn't, I don't think I would have recognized him either way. Anyway, sorry for obsessing over Cress Williams, but he, oh, his John Henry Irons is the cornerstone of this movie and the thing that really makes it work. And I am glad that they gave over some of the other parts to him. So basically he and Lois Lane are kind of the sluice that are figuring out what happened and are the main protagonists until of course super mullet comes back and i have to say that for me was one of the best parts of the movie when they revealed super mullet in his ship because i didn't think they were going to do super mullet i really didn't think they were going to do super mullet because it's 2019 and you know okay if you don't know what i'm talking about at the very end of Reign of the Superman, we find out that basically the little robot thingies from the Fortress of Solitude kidnap Superman's dead body and rejuvenate him. And while he's in the rejuvenation machine, he's all dressed in black with a white Superman symbol on his chest because reasons. That's apparently what rejuvenation PJs look like in Krypton. Um, and... I guess the excuse is, as part of the rejuvenation, his hair continues to grow, but only in the back. And when Superman returns, he has a mullet. And virtually none of his superpowers, at least initially. And I didn't think they were going to do super mullet. I don't know why. I, I Like I said, it's 2018, 2019. I, I just didn't think they were going to do Super Mullet. And the moment they showed Super Mullet, I literally jumped up in my chair and shouted for joy. It's one of the most ridiculous things about this era of Superman is they were trying to make him cool. And so he gets the black and white suit. He gets the mullet because kids like a guy with a mullet, right? He even has a gun because he doesn't have superpowers. So... He takes a Kryptonian firearm with him because, you know, Superman with a gun doesn't look weird. Oh, man. Super Mullet cracked me up. And I'm very glad that it happened in the movie. Because the movie just wouldn't have felt right without Super Mullet if he would have, like, come back and been Superman. It just would have been like, oh, okay. But no, they went classic and brought back the Super Mullet. And I'm so happy that they did. They also changed the villains out in a way that I like because, okay, so the main plot line that for me got changed, because as you know, I'm a huge Green Lantern fan, is at one point in the story, Cyborg Superman realizes that Earth is going to be invaded, and to save the Earth, he sides with this other evil alien faction and destroys Coast City to build a manufacturing plant to build soldiers so that they can fight and survive the upcoming invasion. All right. Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, goes, th this sets up a chain of events 
that one, I'm a little uh, pensive because they didn't do this event. Basically, Hal Jordan goes crazy. He goes back to Oa and realizes that he can use the power battery to save his hometown. He can save um, Coast City, but he has to use the actual power battery. And the Guardians say no, and he goes mad and starts killing off other Green Lanterns because if he can't have access to the power battery, if he can, he, he gets this plan that if he collects enough power rings, he'll be able to do it anyway. And he stops calling himself Green Lantern and starts calling himself Parallax and just goes mad and eventually gets killed. End of story. Well, this enraged people because they liked old curmudgeon Nasty Face. Because I, I have to say, original Hal Jordan is one of the worst things that comic books ever created from my point of view. Which is hard for me to say as a Green Lantern fan. Like, I like the old Alan Scott ridiculous um, Green Lantern stories where he's running around in his red cape and green mask and doing crazy stuff. And some of the early Green Lantern stuff's okay. His uh, blatant misogyny towards Carol Ferris makes me wonder how she ever fell in love with him. Like, their love affair is Stockholm Syndrome, which is why, of course, she ends up becoming... Uh, star sapphire because that that's a hate love situation not a love hate it's a hate love like he's just so mean to her that she can't help but love him i guess oh man the original hell jordan is a terrible terrible horrible character and there were people that liked that really terrible terrible horrible character and they were upset to see him go so basically what happens is a series of events where he gets rebooted as specter and then Jeff Johns comes in to handle the reboot of the um, Green Lantern comic. And this is where we get the introduction of the emotional spectrum, which leads us to the Sinestro Core War and the Rage of the Red Lanterns and Agent Orange and dot, 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 all the way up to Blackest Night and Brightest Day. All of that came about technically in continuity because... Coast City gets destroyed during the reign of the Superman, and Hal Jordan goes crazy, gets possessed by Parallax. This is the retcon for what happened. He gave into fear, went crazy, and destroyed everything. So, there's part of me that's kind of sad that um, Green Lantern isn't on Earth through any of that. He's trapped with the other members of the Justice League floating on an asteroid fighting weird space worms until... <laughs> they get called back by Lex Luthor because I would love this to set up. I would love to see the parallax story animated. I really would love to see the rage, you know, the Sinestro core wars and rage of the red lantern and all that animated out. I think those would be wonderful and they should be made. But at the same time, They've done so much to change Hal Jordan's character, and a lot of this comes from hiring Nathan Fillion to play him. Nathan Fillion gives Hal Jordan something he never had in the comics, and that's a sense of humor. I mean, Hal Jordan is that crusty old man from basically the first time we meet him all the way through, and Nathan Fillion's Green Lantern, which we meet in First Flight, and... 
Um, they also did a collection of like short stories. Um, I think it's like Tales of the Core or something like that. It's also really entertaining. But um, I, I wish, I wish, I, I want to see the Core Wars. So please do that. I I don't know if the Green Lantern that exists in the animated continuities right now, because they are kind of contiguous movies. There's a loose cinematic universe thing going on with the films. So, you know, I don't know if their Green Lantern would have had the same reaction that old stodgy curmudgeon Hal Jordan from the comics had. There were many people that felt it was out of character for him to go mad and start killing everybody. I was surprised he hadn't done that already. I mean, his adventures with Green Arrow are basically him just going, See, everybody's on crack. That's what's great about America. We have choices. The problem is the kids these days don't understand that they shouldn't have choices and just blindly obey people. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. A character whose entire basis is free will or at least eventually will be free will, being rah-rah authoritarianism. Yeah, there's no way that was ever going to go wrong. Anyway, <laughs> that that's one of the biggest changes from the animated series, from the, in the animated movie, from the original source material that I saw. It's the one that stuck out to me like a sore thumb because, you know, even with my issues with Hal Jordan. I I really do like the Green Lantern Corps. But mm, everything else that they did really worked. And even that change by removing them, removing all the members of the Justice League, so that this could be a movie where you really got to know Superboy and, you know, Steel and Lois Lane. It all worked together to make a much stronger story than what was originally present in the comics. Now, if they change something from the original run of Rise of the Superman that you actually enjoyed, I would love to hear that because my I didn't really like this storyline in the comics. This it, it it was a neat idea that just didn't work. At least, that's how I felt about it until I saw this movie. This movie made an unmanaged notion into something that was kind of fun and really enjoyable to watch. So, definitely go see it if you haven't already seen it. The The cast was amazing. I, I am, I'm serious, we need to start a petition and get Cress Williams to do more as uh, John Henry Irons. That, that needs to be a thing. That really needs to be a thing. At least make it a thing on um, Black Lightning. I mean, you already have him. And just have him do the voice of it and have somebody else in the costume. Because you don't have to have John Henry Irons come out. You can just have Steel show up. I'd be fine with that. I'd be more than fine with that. Oh my goodness. So, that, that, the things we could have had. It really does make me go into that alternative universe kind of thing. Anyway, enough about me. Enough about this. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, 
and the app that you're listening to me on allows you to rate either this podcast or this episode, please do that. That helps me out a lot. That tells the algorithm to share with more, share it with more people. And that really does help. So thank you to everybody who does that. If you got a buck you could throw my way, that would be great. There's, depending on the app, there's either a button that says support or in the show notes, there's a link that says support on Anchor. If you click that, you can support the $1, $5, $10 a month levels. That money helps me, honestly, buy stuff to make the stuff I make for you better. And that's what I've been using it for lately. I was able to get Worldographer so I can make some fun maps that will be going up on ashdancer.com in the not too distant future and um, Vellum. So the ebooks and um, print books look better. And soon I'm probably going to have to get a new mic. So thank you for giving. If you don't have the cash to give, that's all right. Don't worry about it. Just share this podcast with somebody you think will like it. That helps out immensely. If you want to get in touch with me, I'm CE Dorset on Twitter. You can find a link to all my social media profiles over at projectshadow.com. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear me discuss on the show, please go over to anchor.fm and download the Anchor app. Once you do that, favorite Project Shadow, and then you'll see a button that says voice message. You can click that, you can leave me up to a one minute message. Keep it clean, I might use it on the show. I really do enjoy using those. I think that's it. I really like this movie. I had a lot of fun watching it, and I hope you like it too. If you watch it, let me know what you thought, because I love to get other opinions. But seriously, man, we, we need we need that Steel animated series starring Cress Williams. Let, let's make that a thing. That needs to be a thing. Until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.